Vera Payne. Today is April 7th and it's National Beer Day. Beer has been around for thousands of years and it's still going strong. Snack enthusiast Don Paul gives his fun facts about beer and some of the best food and snacks to pair up with this tasty beverage. Thanks for joining me, Don. No problem. Tell me, how was National Beer Day started? It goes well back to 1933. It was the Colin Harrison Act of 1933 because that effectively ended prohibition. So it was signed in by President Roosevelt, and and listeners have probably heard the famous quote, I think this would be a good time for a beer. So that April 7th is the the day for uh, National Beer Day. Oh, that's pretty nifty. But why is it called beer? I mean, why don't we still call it like an ale? Well, you know, it's interesting. The word beer comes from Latin and pronounced uh, be berry, and it means to drink. So that's really where it comes from. And the interesting thing, too, is beer is one of the oldest drinks ever uh, produced by humans. And they've tested um, this, you know, clay pottery, and they found 7,000 years ago that, you know, in modern-day Iran, they were making beer. So it's really interesting that beer goes back 7,000 years. So it is that staple, I guess, of, of what we've been drinking. Now, I remember, and I don't know where I got this from, but I just have this memory, this this little fact that beer was something everybody drank because the water wasn't good enough to, to drink. Is that true? That is true. It, it's certain, like, you'll hear that, like, medieval times, and they'll, and it would be wine and things like that. But water was not clean, and they would do that, and that's where you get many cultures drinking, you know, not heavily, but, you know, during meals and things like that because of that fact. So there is truth to that. Could you imagine how drunk everybody was? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think about this, a lot of these cultures that there is no drinking age per se, and and, and there's not, re- there's overindulging, of course, everywhere, but not as much as, as you have a beer at a younger age and you're not overindulging as part of your culture, the meal and, and food and, and drink go together so it, it works well and, and certain beers will go together very well with certain foods so you kind of pair them up like that. Well with all the variety of foods and really the age 7,000 years possibility of beer being around how many different types are there? The explosion of craft you know small craft breweries over the last oh, 15 years you have them throughout everywhere and every you'll seem to go to any across the nation you'll go to any city and there'll be just a one-off craft brewery and and whether it's a tap room you just go and have a nice cold beer or it's in a restaurant they all have their own so it is thousands of these beers now there are you know some that sell more obviously because they've been out there and they're more you know common uh, some of the common one common beers we see out there and they hold pretty much. For instance, you know, some of the big players, they own about 87% of the marketplace. So you still have the craft brews out there, and you can get a nice craft brew, but the, the Budweiser's, the Coors, and these big brands still own a big market share. Now, I'm not much of a beer connoisseur. I just drink the beer. Uh, so <laughs> I know only alcohol by percentages. So I'm like, oh, this is it's 3% alcohol. Okay, not so bad. It's 1%, not so bad. But is that what makes IPAs different from ales and malts? Well, you know, IPA is just, uh, just a craft beer. It's more of a hoppy beer, and, and it's uh, it actually been around since the mid-1800s. 
but it has more, it's characterized by more of a citrus, a pine, earth, earthy kind of floral aromas, you know, and it is bitter. There's some bitterness to it. So you do get that savory, salty uh, combo, and that's why, like a bratwurst, for instance, in, with, you know, or a nice burger will go really well with an IPA, and it's a very popular as a lot of the craft breweries will, will move to that. And that's where you have the IPAs move through that marketplace. Now, when I search for any type of um, alcohol, I like to see like chocolate in it. Do they really put chocolate in it, though, or is it just chocolate tasting? Well, it's interesting because the stouts have that. You know, that stouts are very dark and rich, full of uh, roasted malt, and, and you'll get that really heavy. And it's great for uh, coming off the grill, any meat off the grill or game meats and all that. But chocolate, despite the name, there's no chocolate in this variety. And there are, you know, there's ways to get around to give that chocolatey type of smell and that, and that taste a little bit. But no, that, that tends not to, from my experience, there might be some out there, of course, because like we said, there's a lot of craft breweries, but they tend to stay away from the chocolates. Where's the world's oldest brewery at? Is, is there one that even exists? You know, I'm sure there's going to be a dispute out there for many other breweries that have been around, but really Yingling's out of Pennsylvania was founded in 1829 by a German immigrant. So it was originally called uh, Eagle Brewery, but the fact is is they tout themselves as the oldest brewery out there. So it's kind of neat that that they're still around, and I'm not sure if they're family-run or anything, to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, they tout that they are the oldest one out there. Do you know if there are any health benefits to beer because i only know the fun parts <laughs> you know everybody wants to look at the health and all that but it's kind of funny that uh, one of the facts that i've said over the last few years though is that some a journal of biomedicine found that beer can uh, keep bacteria from forming and growing on your teeth now i'm not sure how much bacteria we have on our teeth i'm not uh, you know i'm not a dentist and everything but that is one of the health things well okay we don't have the uh, anything growing on our teeth bacteria growing on our teeth the other thing is is it may lower the risk of diabetes. Now, I think that's kind of interesting. And there was a study that was done uh, about diabetes and found that people who drank oh, three to four times a week are less likely to develop diabetes than those who never drank uh, beer. So it's kind of interesting to kind of see these facts. Uh, it doesn't mean, I guess that's a good reason. It's like, I, I want to have a few beers so I don't get diabetes. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's a, a fact that you, know, you can use next time. <laughs> Instead of an apple, it'll be a, what a uh, a beer a day keeps yeah. the doctor away. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. I like that. <laughs> Do you know any interesting facts about beer? Like I, I know we all know like different types, but is there anything that you you know of that most people don't know about beer? Well, you know, um, there's really only two types of beer styles. There's a lager and an ale, and and that's kind of separated that way. And the difference from you know, uh, of that is the yeast is the difference between the ales and the lagers. And the lagers, the, the yeast gathers at the bottom of the tank during fermentation, and they're usually very uh, crisp and clean and refreshing. And the ales, the yeast gathers towards the top. And this is where you get a great aroma, and, and it's often fruitier beer. So you kind of run through that a little bit. Um, but 87% of the beer out there is, it falls under the lager. That Pilsner is a type of lager, so it falls under that. Such as you see a lot of American beers are very clean and light. Um, another thing is, is it's incredible. It's $116 billion in sales yearly. So it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, 
craft beer, I mean, that thing exploded a few years ago. Even my brother-in-law, he started to make his own uh, craft beer. I never tried any. I was kind of afraid. (laughs) But what has the craft beer done to the industry in a whole? It's really opened it up. It opened a lot of palates uh, for individuals. So, uh, as I mentioned, you'll go into a restaurant or just a, a pub, and you'll have different flavors you can try. It kind of opens up the palate, and it opens up a variety. I don't think, you know, you may, if you're not a beer drinker, you may have the craft beer. So, of course, the sales are going up. But not necessarily you'll drink more of it, but it's a different, nice variety. And I think that's what's kind of opened it up. And making your own beer, it's fun. You know, I mean, it's fun. When I make my own beer, uh, I'll, I would uh, add a fruit to it, which, you know, spikes up because of the sugar. It um, has more calories, but it'll spike up the alcohol content. But it gives a nice, different uh, taste to it now that. And I think that opened up. You try different things. But also, if you want to wait for that to be ready... You can go and and stop at any pub and get that craft beer. I know for many, and myself kind of included, we're just going to celebrate by drinking beer. Uh, But is there any food or snacks that we could pair with a a beer? I look at different snacks um, as we sit down and watch, you know, sporting event or just, you know, after working outside, having a nice beer with a snack before dinner. I like like changing it up from the typical, you know, chip to a pork rind, you know. And why is because it gives you that kind of full flavor. And Southern small batch pork rinds have a lot of different flavors. It's high protein, it's keto friendly, it's all these wonderful things and no carbs. So if you're watching your carbs a little bit, you can still have a, you know, a beer along with a pork rind in the pork skin from the you know, the pork rinds goes really well with a lot of different beers, you know. So I kind of look at that, you know, that uh, you're looking at the pills in there, for instance. It's good because you have this uh, savory salt dishes, you know, and, and the pork rinds, Southern Rossi small bunch pork rinds will go very well with the spice, whether it's, you know, pineapple, ancho chili, you know. So it's a little spicy, so it goes well. You get that balance. But also, you know, it goes well with, you know, meaty things. You have to always kind of balance what you're going to drink. So um, one of the tips is uh, pair lighter beers with lighter dishes or uh, complementary flavors, citrus with citrus or, or sweet with sweet and you know, spice with spice. So you can kind of balance that. Um, and you look at your grilled meats. We talked about stouts going really well with grilled meats. But even if you're just having a sandwich, you know, having a sandwich with, with you know, with a beer and everything, pairing it really works well. And again, you know, you mentioned pale ale earlier, but, you know, a nice crisp, um, hoppy pale ale works well with a sandwich. You know, if you have a, a nice meaty sandwich, it'll balance well, and it just works really well. And, and I always throw in, you know, Rayburn's Philly cheesesteak. Why? Because, yes, it's roast beef and it's cheese, and, yes, it's quick. It's freezer to microwave in 60 seconds and you're out in the backyard have a nice pale ale with a nice sandwich but it pairs well. So you look at different foods along on that line and it, and it, you know, it really brings out the beer and the food together. Now it's funny that you said pairs because I've heard that before when you pair food with a wine or pair it with a beer but it never really dawned on me because I always thought it was sweet and sour you know. So, you know, salty yeah, and tangy. I didn't realize, like, you can go sweet and sweet. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet and sweet. And, and yeah, you can do contrast as well, the salty and, and the sweet. You kind of back that off, have a nice a sweet beer with a nice salty. But, 
even like the Bach beer, which is heavier, it's malty beer, and it's it's a, like a toasted mild caramel. Again, that goes well with um, you know grilled or, or, or steak or, or grilled pork chops and, and and along that line. So you kind of think of it that way, where it's a nice balance. And again, it's not just uh, you're enjoying both of them together, and it's a nice balance between food and, and beer. Well, Don, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those interested, where can they find more information about you and any various recipes? Well, you know what? I always defer to, uh, I don't have a a, a big website or anything like that, but for recipes. And and anything goes with beer and everything. If the listeners want to go to uh, southernrecipesmallbatch.com and see different recipes that go good with beer and everything like that, or I mentioned Rayburns. Rayburns.com is a is a great great place to get different ideas on mixing food with a beer. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends. 